Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Tonight, the news that a coronavirus vaccine approved in Europe could help stop the spread of COVID-19. So when will that shot be available here in the U.S.? And could it only take one dose? As the country faces vaccine supply shortages, the question tonight about vaccinating our teachers. Why the CDC director says it's not required to get our kids back in the classroom. The future of the Republican Party. The House GOP chooses not to punish conspiracy theorist Marjorie Taylor Greene. As party leader Liz Cheney says, she won't apologize for voting to impeach former President Trump. Honoring a hero. Congress pays tribute to Brian Sicknick, an officer killed in the Capitol riot. Historic swearing in. Former Mayor Pete Buttigieg becomes the first openly gay cabinet secretary to be confirmed by the Senate. New video tonight of three officers involved in George Floyd's death, forcibly arresting an innocent man weeks earlier, raising questions about previous patterns of behavior. Women and the pandemic. What you need to know about misinformation being spread about COVID vaccines and fertility. Also tonight, why this chart-topping country music star's songs will no longer be played on major radio stations. And Gridiron Girls, the trailblazing women that will make history during Super Bowl 55 on CBS. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell. Reporting from the nation's capital. 
Good evening and thank you for joining us. We are going to begin tonight with that new AstraZeneca vaccine, which now appears to not only prevent people from getting severely ill from coronavirus, it may also slow the spread of it. Researchers say that's a game changer, making it the only vaccine capable of reducing transmission. They say that's different than others approved, the other approved shots, which stop people from getting sick themselves, but don't stop them from infecting others. And while it is hopeful news, it could still be months before the vaccine is approved here in the U.S., and it comes just as the CDC is projecting as many as 84,000 more Americans will be killed by the virus this month. Though the agency says there are some encouraging signs that new infections are starting to drop across the country. The CDC's director said today she's also confident that schools can begin to reopen even if teachers aren't fully vaccinated. And that's sparking a firestorm among educators. And in a sign that even the most basic American traditions haven't been spared by the pandemic, tonight the president's medical advisor, Dr. Anthony Fauci, is warning that Super Bowl parties could become super spreader events. And he's urging Americans to please only watch the big game with family members they live with. But we've got a lot of new reporting tonight for you and your family. Our team is standing by. CBS's Meg Oliver is going to lead off our coverage tonight from New York City. Good evening, Meg. Good evening, Nora. Today, vaccinations resumed at mega sites like this one in New York City after that monster storm forced them to reschedule thousands of shots. It's just the latest challenge complicating the vaccine distribution nationwide. Tonight, signs of a vaccine breakthrough. Researchers in the UK saying the AstraZeneca vaccine may slow the transmission of COVID and a single dose is 76% effective. It's still not available here in the U.S. It's in late stage trials, but has not been approved by the FDA. Former CDC director Tom Frieden. How quickly could that arrive in the U.S.? The AstraZeneca company has not provided the kind of transparent information that the other companies have, but uh, it has some very favorable characteristics. Meanwhile, pressure is building to reopen schools. Today, San Francisco filed suit against its own school board, demanding in-person learning as quickly as possible. Schools have been remote only since last March. In Chicago, a looming showdown with the city pressuring its teachers union to get back to the classroom now. Half of all states are now giving teachers priority to get vaccinated, but the CDC's director is saying no shots required. That vaccination of teachers is not a prerequisite for safe reopening of schools. There's also a rollout backlog. The U.S. has distributed 56 million doses of the vaccine. Less than 34 million have been administered. CVS, the latest chain to announce in-store vaccines. The U.S. is shipping 1 million vaccines per week to 6,500 pharmacies. That's barely 154 doses per store. 8% of Americans have now gotten their first shot, but reaching minority communities remains a vaccine roadblock. So are they vaccinating enough people of color? We really need to do much better. Unfortunately, black Americans are getting vaccinated at only about half the rate of white Americans. That needs to improve. People are dying. My patients are dying. My colleagues are dying. Pressure, heart rate. Dr. Jerry Abraham serves in one of L.A.'s most neglected communities. Lines form at 3 a.m. to register in person. They don't understand that Grandma and Grandpa don't even have an email address, much less a phone. Those should not be the barriers that stand between you and access to a vaccine. 
In response to the CDC's statement that teachers aren't required to have the vaccine to safely return in person, tonight the president of the nation's largest teachers union says she's advocating for vaccines and rapid tests as game changers for classroom safety. Nora? Meg Oliver with that new reporting. Thank you. A growing number of Senate Republicans are denouncing conspiracy theorist Marjorie Taylor Greene as their House counterparts decide not to punish the Congresswoman. This is sparking a fight for the heart and soul of the Republican Party. CBS's Chris Van Cleve has the latest from Capitol Hill. Tonight, in uncivil war inside the GOP. Top House Republican Kevin McCarthy rejecting pressure to punish two prominent members of his party. Wyoming's Liz Cheney under attack from Trump loyalists for her impeachment vote. And Georgia's Marjorie Taylor Greene under fire from Trump critics who want her stripped of her committee assignments. Is she a good face for the Republican Party? She's not. I disagree with many of her comments. Another recently surfaced video from 2019 shows Green, an ardent Trump supporter and QAnon follower, mocking Parkland High School shooting survivor David Hogg. Because I'm looking at this idiot, David Hogg. A massacre, she said, was staged. He's like a dog. He's completely... And in the wake of the Capitol assault, Green's previous support on social media for the execution of Speaker Nancy Pelosi has caused an uproar. I personally think she should resign. House Democrats will vote Thursday to remove Green from the Education and Budget Committees after Minority Leader McCarthy refused to act. Tonight, condemning Green's conduct but calling that move by Democrats a partisan power grab. Kevin McCarthy should handle this problem. Because Marjorie Taylor Greene is totally out of control. And now Democrats are capitalizing on the controversy. QAnon, a conspiracy theory born online, took over the Republican Party. Tying the Republicans to QAnon in campaign ads. And with Donald Trump, incited a mob that attacked the Capitol and murdered a cop. With many in Congress still rattled by the attack one month ago, the House will now fine members $5,000 if they try to avoid metal detectors outside the House floor. In a powerful moment this morning, Capitol Police Officer Brian Sicknick, killed in the violence on January 6th, was remembered for his heroic sacrifice. The 42-year-old's remains lay in honor in the Capitol Rotunda. President Biden and Vice President Harris among the lawmakers and scores of police officers paying respects. before Sicknick was taken to his final resting place at Arlington National Cemetery. Leader McCarthy told House Republicans today he supports Liz Cheney keeping her leadership post. Earlier, Marjorie Taylor Greene tweeted she doesn't know anyone in apology. And late tonight, Speaker Nancy Pelosi is calling McCarthy cowardly for not taking action against Greene. Nora. All right, that all continues up there. Chris Van Cleve, thank you. And while House Republicans were battling, top Senate Democrats met today with President Biden. Topic number one was that huge COVID stimulus plan. And tonight there's word of a possible compromise. CBS's Ed O'Keefe has late reporting from the White House. President Biden today confident Republicans will back his COVID relief plan despite little evidence they will. What we say? I think we'll get some Republicans. But Utah Republican Mitt Romney, who backs a much smaller targeted bill, said members of his party will only get on board if the president cuts the size of his plan. If it goes forward without any changes from what was originally proposed, 
I would predict that not a single Republican will support uh, the $1.9 trillion plan. One area of potential compromise, who's eligible for new stimulus checks? That money that will go out the door immediately. Mr. Biden said he wants to fulfill a campaign promise of $1,400 payments, but might be willing to negotiate over who qualifies. That's something that uh, has been under discussion, has been a conclusion, but certainly he's open to having that discussion. With former President Trump's impeachment trial approaching, President Biden tells People magazine that it's unlikely two-thirds of senators will vote to convict. But... I think it's important that uh, there be certain basic standards that people at least uh, are able to see what happened and make their own judgments. I'm not looking for any uh, um, retribution. Bruce Castor, who will represent Mr. Trump, said today that individual protesters, and not the former president, are at fault for what happened at the Capitol. Just because somebody gave a speech and um, and got and people got excited, that, that doesn't mean that the speechmaker's fault. It's the people who got excited and, and did what they know is wrong uh, that, that are at fault. Also today, more history from the Biden cabinet. Pete Buttigieg became the first openly gay man confirmed and sworn in as a cabinet secretary. He began his job as transportation secretary exactly one year to the day after he won the Iowa caucus. What a difference a year makes, Nora. Indeed. All right, Ed O'Keefe, thank you. And this programming note, we'll be sitting down with President Biden for his first television interview. It will air Sunday during the Super Bowl pregame show, and we'll have a preview here on Friday. And out of this story tonight, video has surfaced of three Minneapolis police officers charged in the death of George Floyd, making a violent, wrongful arrest just weeks prior to Floyd's death. And there are more accusations that the former officer who knelt on Floyd's neck has used similar tactics in the past. Here's CBS's Jeff Pegues. What y'all doing? Police were responding to a 911 call and reports of a woman being held hostage in an apartment building. Y'all wrong. As Officer Derek Chauvin, who was a training officer, stood by observing, Officers Thomas Lane, Alexander King, and Luis Reale Vasquez ended up taking down Adrian Drakeford. Turns out Drakeford was not armed, as officers claimed, nor did he have anything to do with the original call. The incident occurred three weeks before George Floyd was killed. When once again, officers Chauvin, Lane, and King were involved. On the ground. On May 25th, Chauvin, the training officer, took the lead, pressing his knee into Floyd's neck. Prosecutors will try to establish if what was captured on video was part of a pattern. Zoya Coates claimed that Chauvin used a similar tactic on her in 2017 will be part of the trial evidence. In a Marshall Project investigation, she says he just stayed on my neck. And when she challenged him to press harder, then he did, just to shut me up. Because of the laws on the books or union contracts, complaints against police often never see the light of day. When you keep this kind of disciplinary record basically invisible to the people of the city, they have no way to respond and no way to react except after the fact. And we can see the tragic consequences. Chauvin goes on trial next month. The other three former officers, they're going to be tried together in August. Meanwhile, on a separate track is the Justice Department's civil rights investigation into Floyd's killing. Nora. Jeff Begays, thank you. 
Tonight, two FBI agents are home from the hospital after being wounded in an ambush Tuesday in Sunrise, Florida. Two other agents were killed. The suspect, who later killed himself, was identified today as 55-year-old David Huber. He was wanted in a child pornography investigation. FBI Director Christopher Wray met today with the families of the agents who were killed. And tonight, we want to clear up some widespread misinformation about COVID vaccines and fertility. The rumors have scared some women from getting a COVID shot. CBS's Nikki Batiste continues our series, Women and the Pandemic. As production lines started rolling out the vaccine, social media began rolling out the rumors, and they spread as rapidly as the virus itself. How often are you being asked by patients if the vaccine causes infertility? So every day. Jay Huber is a fertility doctor in New Orleans. He says there's no evidence that COVID vaccine causes infertility. What is the biggest misconception? This concept that the vaccination will actually train the human immune system to create an antibody that can cross-react with that vital placental protein, which would ultimately cause infertility. There's a lot of emotion. Um... Because I've gone through this twice before and it wasn't successful. Stacy Clark, a 36-year-old nurse, is getting fertility treatments from Dr. Huber. She fears the vaccine could somehow affect her ability to get pregnant. What if there is something in there that wasn't tested? Will it cause, you know, females to be sterile? What have your discussions about the vaccine with Dr. Huber been like? He, of course, very much feels that there's enough evidence for me to get the vaccine. What do you need to hear, if anything, to change your mind about the vaccine? I Honestly, right now, I don't think there's anything that would change my mind. Not even this. 35-year-old Anna Almadrala got COVID after her fertility treatment and wound up in the hospital. What do you say to women who are hesitant or do not want the vaccine at all, who are also going through fertility treatments? With the virus so widespread, you're either choosing between getting the vaccine or getting COVID. Oh, that one got you. Almadrala says she's relieved there's a vaccine and she'll take it. I was a couple days away from losing everything. Come on. Nikki Batiste, CBS News, New York. There's a major flooding emergency tonight along the St. Clair River near Detroit. The river is clogged with ice, sending water flowing into roads and homes and businesses. A U.S. Coast Guard cutter has been sent in to break up the ice and ease the flooding. A fire explosion sent several people to the hospital today in northern Virginia. Workers were responding to a natural gas leak when the line erupted. A house and several vehicles were damaged. And tonight, country singer Morgan Wallen has been suspended by his record label. His music dropped by many radio stations and streaming services. It was all after he was caught on camera using a racial slur. In a video obtained by TMZ, the singer is seen walking to his Nashville home from a bar with his friends when he shouted the obscenities. Wallen later apologized, saying there are no excuses to use this type of language ever. And this remarkable video comes from us from Myanmar, formerly known as Burma. A fitness instructor had no idea that a military coup was taking place behind her. As she taped an exercise video, it was very early in the morning on Monday. Well, a military convoy of black vehicles descended on parliament, arresting elected officials, including Nobel Peace Prize winner Aung San Suu Kyi. It's all about the numbers at Super Bowl 55, number 12, Tom Brady versus number 15, Patrick Mahomes. But the real history will be made by number 53 in stripes. CBS's Mark Strassman reports from Tampa.
We first met Sarah Thomas at a job audition nearly eight years ago. 29 again. The former collegiate line judge wanted the NFL to hire her and make history. It's the NFL at this point is the no female league. Is that what they call it, the no female league? No. Um, I know that a lot of females are maybe inspired by that there's a gender barrier that's been broken. She got the job. Another barrier broken for the Mississippi mother of three. Out of bounds. And now a Super Bowl. Do they notice the difference, the players? I mean, when I walk up and I have mascara on and maybe some lip gloss, yeah, they, they notice the difference and hear my tone. So when you have some 300-pound guy in your face yelling about some call yeah. that you've made, what is that like? I was an athlete myself one time, and I joke about it, but I couldn't stand the officials. Seven women now coach for various NFL teams. Two of them, assistant coaches for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, are also heading to the Super Bowl. It's not one step at a time. It's a whole walk at a time. Amy Again. Trask was the league's first female CEO for the then Oakland Raiders. The growth has certainly been tremendous since I started my career. More women may chase NFL dreams. The 47-year-old Thomas's advice this week? I would simply look at you and say, do it. Thomas did a first in the NFL, the newly female league. Mark Strassman, CBS News, Tampa. And we'll be watching, and we should mention that today is actually National Girls and Women in Sports Day. And tomorrow in our series, Women in the Pandemic, could paying moms a salary help get women back in the workforce? And if you can't watch us live, set your DVR so you can watch us later. That's tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell. We'll see you tomorrow. Good night. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Hi, this is Jill Schlesinger, CBS News business analyst, certified financial planner, and host of the Money Watch podcast. This is the show where your money is not scary and it's not boring. It is a show that's all about you. It's your questions that make it possible for me to provide unconventional and entertaining insights on your money and maybe more importantly, on your life. I'm going to be your financial coach, someone who brings common sense and an insider's perspective on how to manage your money and your emotions. And I promise we are going to have a little bit of fun along the way. Have a question from retirement to career changes to college funding? Just send us an email at askjill at jillonmoney.com. Follow Money Watch wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen ad-free on the Amazon Music or Wondery app. 